0: Let's go. Hi, everybody, welcome back to another edition of Comic School. This is the summer school, uh, the, the summer school, uh, supplement. Uh, or or extra um, special edition. I don't know. I don't know what, what we're gonna. We're still working on it. Oh, um, bonus material. Yeah, bonus 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 chapters. Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> a collector's edition. I don't know. Yeah, we'll know. figure it out, and we'll figure it out in editing. Um, but welcome back. Um, thanks for joining us. Um, I'm really really excited um, for our guest today because uh, she's super super amazing and dope and great. Um, And so I'll just, you know what, I'm going to let her introduce herself. Um, So take it, take it away.
1: Well, after that intro, the pressure is on. So thank you for that. Sure. Um, (laughs) um, My name is Rachel Humphrey and I am an assistant professor of um, atmospheric science and science education at St. Cloud State University. So, yeah. (laughs) Okay, so,
0: so what does that mean? mean and i don't mean that in a, like with, you're a weatherologist what um what does what does that entail
1: yeah so hmm. so i am a couple of different things in training right so right. or you know by training right. so actually before i came here my story starts 40 years ago right but um i um when i was a high schooler um i had an encounter with the weather Uh, a specific type of storm system that scared the bejesus out of me and um i had gotten messaging all throughout my high school and um not mainly high school um years that math and physics were not for me um just because i hated them (laughs) i hated them i absolutely hated them i could not care less
0: did you did you hate them or did you hate the way that they were presented because you ended up, if you hated them, you've gone wildly wrong. You've gone wildly wrong. I'm going to tell you about your professional life. Yeah, no, but. no. My mom, my mom at one point,
1: after I decided to go for this degree, for the, you know, the meteorology degree, uh, she pulled me aside and she said, baby, serious question. You hate math and physics. Why are you going into this? And it wasn't until a couple years after uh, when I got into the program and, you know, started really taking the, the higher level courses that it's like, oh, the reason why I like meteorology and love meteorology is because it is the application of all the math and the physics, right? It's not just sitting there like, oh, I can derive and integrate and blah, right. blah, blah, blah. I don't care about that stuff. I really right. don't. I mean, kudos <laughs> to those of you.
0: But that is not how I think. Right. Shouts out to our, ma- shou- shouts out to our mathletes. Yeah, um,
1: but- totally. And Physicists. Awesome people, right? Yes, <laughs> um, exactly. But for me, I like to look at clouds, and I like to <laughs> sure. you know. So, my graduate work was looking at tornadic storms. So, I looked at storms that produced tornadoes and storms that didn't produce tornadoes, and the research was, "Hey, why?" So, um, so there's that. But before that, um, because of my disdain for math and physics, right. um, and it wasn't actually. Just going back to your question, it wasn't how it was being taught. Um, because I had some phenomenal teachers, okay. I was very, very lucky. It just for me, it was a new language that I was never able to right. And, so, and memorize. this is so,
0: so interesting to me. It's yeah. so interesting because okay. So and we will talk comics here in a second, but but I, I always like to know um, how did okay. So as a self-described, okay, yeah, can I
1: just add no, one? sure, okay, yeah, yeah. So because of that. Um, I didn't go for my meteorology degree right away. I actually went for a teaching degree, so I went for elementary education and sociology. So my background is in education, sociology, and then um, meteorology as well. So um, I don't know. I, I've always loved. Teaching. So what? Okay. The so then how did how
0: did you turn how, how did you how did you turn into a tornadoologist? A tornadoologist? <laughs> um. Yeah. Um, so. After, A math-hating,
1: self-described math-hating tornadologist. I will tell you this, and it's not really incompetence because I tell this to my students this is, all the time. No, we're recording this. That's fine. <laughs> uh, I, so after I got the opportunity to teach second graders and fourth graders, I realized that they are scarier than differential equations. And so I said, you know what? If I can handle them, I can handle differential sure. equations. sure. And I will fight my way toward the meteorology degree. So um, I did, and it was fine, and I studied with some really great people, and, you know, there was lots of support. Um, I I consider myself to be very fortunate in that regard. Um, Right. And then, yeah, so my mom passed away when I was um, a sophomore slash junior of, you know, going through the meteorology program, And um, after that, I was just in a fog. Like, there are parts of my history that, you know, from that period of time that I don't remember because I just blanked out. Uh Somehow, I ended up going to graduate school because I needed to get away from the city. Uh And I ran out to Colorado for grad school and did graduate work on the tornadic stuff. So, um, and then lived out there for a decade, um, worked with a group of researchers who Again, they were focused on tornadic activity and studied the radar and worked in the radar and drove my butt all the way to storms that had tornadoes and put instruments in the path of tornadoes. And that was, yeah. So it was like Twister, but with better science. Um, that's that's um, unassailably cool, by the way. <laughs> like there's like,
0: I think- me- I've ne- <laughs> I, if I see a tornado, I do not go, we should measure that. <laughs> I say many swear words and then leave. Yeah. So that's unassailably sure. cool.
1: Like that's no, very I, cool. I, I respect that view. I really do. You know, <laughs> you know, it is sane. To, I feel seen. Yeah, it, it is sane to want to go in the opposite direction. There's something wrong, and I mean that in the kindest, the best good. way
0: possible. For there's sure, there's
1: something wrong with meteorologists who seek that stuff out because our instinct is not to run away. It's, Woohoo! you know. Um, so you know, there's a little bit. That's, of That's that is so great. I love
0: it. Um, so we we often we often start, and we've already kind of started, but but I want to talk um, specifically um, because there's this notion, and I want to kind of use this as a, a way of disrupting said notion that sure. comics are for kids, that they're childish, and that. Uh, They are for, um, you know, I've had it said to me that they aren't scholarly, um, that they are, um, you know, they're nice for when you're kids, but they're, you know, more often an avenue to real books or something like that, or, or, you know, they make for good movies or or some such. So in an effort to sort of disrupt that notion, um, I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about how... You had you came into have, have comics been a part of your life? How did you come into comics, and how come you didn't leave them behind? How come they're a part of your um, your lived existence today?
1: Yeah, so that's a that's a great question. Um, Thanks. First, <laughs> you've been doing this for a while. Um, the first thing that I'm going to push back on a little bit is the notion that they are for kids, and oh, that right. is, um, you know, who the heck says that there's a temporal limitation. As to what constitutes a kid, number one. <laughs> number <laughs> right. one. I mean, you know. Um, for the sure. Other thing, the other thing is, so what? So what if they get, and you know, if they get kids interested. First of all, if they get kids interested in reading, great. If they get inter- if they get kids interested in art, great. If they get um, kids interested in history, great. Right. I mean, for me. M- my interest so I was never a real social creature I am what I like to call asocial by nature not antisocial just asocial um and so when kids were you know playing with each other in the schoolyard and stuff like that that wasn't my scene that wasn't you know what I gravitated toward so I was always I, I was drawing like that was what I was doing and when I was in third grade um yeah, fourth grade, I guess, Miss Jacobson. <laughs> Thank you, Miss Jacobson. Shouts out
0: to Miss Jacobson wherever exactly. you
1: are. Um, she noticed that I loved drawing, and she actually sent me down to the library um, in our. PS twenty four. Shout out Thomas to
0: PS twenty four. PS twenty four. This link. This is going to be full of hashtags. But go ahead.
1: <laughs> well, now now it's a magnet school and it's known as Thomas O'Brien Academy of Science and Technology. So toast, which is Ooh, awesome. Wow. But anyway, um, no, she sent me down to the library and she said, you know, there are lots of books there. I mean, yes, duh, it's a library. <laughs> There's this lots is of place. Books. I think you're really going to like. <laughs> <laughs> so, worry, you should check it out. Yeah. No. Um. And she basically said go there go discover what kind of drawing you want to do and my family so my mom was never really into drawing she always encouraged me to draw Um, my father from what I understand was some kind of artist like he he did lots of different things and lots of different materials but he never he never liked comics like he, he he always thought that it was like a lower form of you know, uh, simplistic and all this. Stuff. Right, so, right. Me, at that point, I was like, you know, I'm going to start to rebel. I, I'm, I wasn't a really <laughs> big rebel, but um, I didn't have to deal with him that often, so that was good. But no, um, but so I really started to, um, I don't know, I really started to take a, a liking to different styles of comics and stuff like that and i would always read the newspaper and you know read through this the the news and stuff like that and then be like oh wait the news news kind of sucks so i'm gonna Mm -hmm. try to read the comics for a little while and then realizing oh wait there are some comics in there that are actually you know a reflection of what's going on so that's um but yeah so um so were there any
0: were there any particular um you know in the in the library or, or out and about, um, I remember reading the because I would read comics however and whenever I could even the even the daily strips in the yeah. um, in the new yeah. back in the day there was this kids there was this thing called a newspaper and what it was great <laughs> extra extra you're... right and it was like like one thing would happen like Spider Man would like jump. And I was like, good enough, good enough for today. Imagine. So was there like, was there that kind of thing for you where it was like, there, was, there were moments where, or a moment or, or, or something um, where you, you thought, yeah, this is the medium. Like there's something special here that speaks to, to me.
1: Yeah, there definitely were. Um, I think because of my mom's, background and her you know political leanings and things like that I think I started to notice specifically the newspapers that we would get so um when I was about eight we moved from the city up to Albany and um Albany is is was at the time anyway very different from New York City in terms of political leanings but also demographics and things like that and so I started to notice that there were certain comics that were visible in New York City that were not visible anymore in Albany and there were a lot of kind of uniform appearances in Ah, the the comic strips that I was looking at, and so the diversity was missing. Um, And I just remember, gosh, I must have been either a teen or, you know, eh, tweenish, whatever. Right. Um, And there was a comic strip that I came across um, in a downstate newspaper that uh-huh. was not visible in in the Albany paper. And it was called Where I'm Coming From. So I don't know if you've ever read it or whatever, um, A Daily Strip by Barbara Brandon. Um, it's called Where I'm Coming From? Yeah. Okay, um, cool. No, I haven't. Yeah, and she... Like, her characters... You know, the drawing style would be considered to be simplistic in that there's no background. It's, it's focused on the women in, you know, having conversations with each other and things like that. And it was just so unlike anything I had seen you know and it was great and it was um there were you know real world issues that were raised and you know things like that and um the characters were all um strong women of color um and it was just I don't know I just I I still to this day I have the the compilation books of of that just because it's just like you know i remember turning flipping through the page and I, I you know and there's a um a series of panels where um one of the women is singing to a baby um singing the you know in 1492 columbus sailed the ocean blue song and the mom just takes the child away and it's like well i'm not going to have you fill my child with you know right. songs like this when you're basically praising someone who is responsible for you know genocide and i was like
0: oh wow okay. and that was in that was in the lo- the daily paper like downstate, I didn't
1: think if it was in the paper or in the book, but sure, yeah. Yeah. sure. But
0: just, it, this like, was a strip that was in the in yeah. the daily paper.
1: Yeah. Wow. And I, you know, and it's just like, yes, that's the kind of stuff that I gravitated toward as a, as a kiddo, right? Um, and so it wasn't as you know flashy as some of the other you know X Men sure. or whatever. And don't get me wrong, I love X Men, right? But um, I don't know. I, I felt as though it was. I don't know. It was just really good. Well, okay. it, Is that why, and
0: I wonder, is that why comics have stuck with you as a, as a medium? Those who, have, those who have listened to, to now this, I, I think we're coming up on 20 episodes here, um, know that it's, I'll often say, it's not a genre, it's a medium. Yeah, right. it's not right it's it's yeah, no, absolutely. horror is a medium, romance is a medium, sci-fi is a medium or, or a genre, but, yeah. but comics itself is a medium. And I wonder that yeah. notion of oh, this is talk, this is doing real stuff. Yeah. I wonder is is that one of the reasons that comics have stuck with you this notion that it does real it does address real real world issues like why yeah. why now as as ostensibly uh grown-ups do you think that it sticks with some some of us
1: yeah for me personally, does that question make sense yeah no absolutely um for me personally as someone who has, you know within the past decade or so found out that she's on the spectrum for you know autism stuff it's just like oh no wonder i couldn't express myself like it's just like ah, yeah but the messaging and the messages that are in comics it's like, yes, you are saying everything that I would like to be able to say that I cannot express for various reasons, right? And so... You're pointing at it and you go, that part, that's yeah. it! <laughs> you know. That's um, it, X-Men! And, and that doesn't mean that I agree with everything that's in there, right? Oh, for like, sure. I'll, I'll be honest with you, like, the shade that I threw at Cyclops the other day, like, on Twitter, it's just like, I, he still drives me nuts, you know? Like, he's a little bit too... Yeah, Scott's messy. Pretty goody Boy Scout, whatever. No offense to anybody who is in Boy Scouts. Except for when except for when he's not like the Boy except Scout. He's not, you're just like, yikes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so You're, you're a, a terrible good. Boy Scout. <laughs> but I get what no, I get what you, so, mean. you know. <laughs> you know, and it's just like, huh. You know, and I think that comics throughout my life have allowed me to navigate the different avenues of human interpretation of the world slash society that is surrounding them with and it allows me to do that too y'all soak that up pause it
0: <laughs> soak that soak that up because that right there, that's power that is powerful right um th- and thank you for sharing like that is have a good night folks that's it no that, like <laughs> right, right, that's that right there, right, I think is, 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 is hugely powerful because, well, let's talk about, since you brought it up, let's talk about Scott Summers for a second um, okay. because people are messy, right? We're, we know people Absolutely. are messy and, and part of, and I'll, I'll let you take it, but I think part of what's interesting to me and what, as you, so just sort of, you just eloquently put is that it, it is helpful or, or it, it, comics work with us to help us understand ourselves and our our humanity and others' humanity, and how that's and how that's that's super messy. Um, like Scott Summers, yeah. Yeah. who is uh, possibly one of the most messed up messed up characters in the world. Um, you know, go YouTube. You know, pause and then go YouTube it and then come back. You know, um, so yikes. Um, but then also, he recently has become this um, this voice of um, of resistance yeah. of yeah. Um, no, not answered. of re- not of rebellion even, but this this notion of we're not we're we're just not gonna ask we're yeah. just gonna do it we're not right. we're done you know uh, trying to you know the X Men are the, they start out as like. There's good mutants and bad mutants, right? It's real yeah. this real ham fisted. They've they've always sort of stood in as our ciphers for the marginalized, right? Um but we're done trying to prove being good mutants. Yeah. We're just gonna be mutants, right? Mm-hmm. And then um so what's what <laughs> what for you about Scott um in particular, or or mean or or X-Men, um is is meaningful like in, in 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 terms of understanding humanity and then just like sort of there's there's some tension there as well, let's put it that way. So talk talk about yeah. your your oh. wonderful X Men shirt that you're wearing today. Oh I think um you.
1: yeah so I mean I could be you know quite oh, I don't know, cliche, and say, well, there is Storm, and, you know, she can control the weather, and as a meteorologist, you know. Um, although- <laughs> right, I was going to ask you if that drives you bonkers, like, that's not how
0: tornadoes work, Storm. It's not, I wish <laughs> it was. I mean, it was mutation, as a you know? tornadoologist, okay. let me tell you.
1: That but- ain't it. Sorry, go so ahead. That, no, um, although Storm, by the way, is one of my favorite characters. She really is, that's not why. But, you know, talk about complex and talk about having labels forced on her throughout the entire series. Right. Um, and expectations and, you know, different, different, I, I, a finer metaphor there could not be for, (laughs) you know, but, um, I think the, again, I think it goes back to my, because I am a (laughs) social, um, again, learning about the complexities of all these different people through the pages and getting agitated or feeling um, sympathy for or um, empathy for, you know, it's something that I maybe I wasn't able to do in quote-unquote the real world, but in the pages of those books, I was able to find those emotions and, you know, have those feelings and work them out, you know. Right. it, and again, it, depend, it totally depends on the type of comics that you're talking about, right? Like, for you sure, can, you can look at Archie, right? Archie and Jughead and Betty and Veronica. Don't get me wrong; I used to read those too. But all of their issues, and I don't mean like like issues and subscriptions and like that. Right? Literally, all of the their rom- co- the
0: concerns of their the right. concerns of Riverdale High, right. not the CW show, which <laughs> no, is no, bonkers. No,
1: no, you know. And and they had some good messages, like, you should always wear your seatbelt. Right. I I understand that. You should. You should always wear your seatbelt. Good looking out, out, Jughead. Thank you. (laughs) Dude, it was Big Ethel, actually. It was Big Ethel. (laughs) (laughs) Big Ethel.
0: Come on. Right, right, right. Um,
1: But no, um, you know, the fact that those issues are resolved in, uh, let's be generous, 25 panels, as opposed to, you know the other issues that were brought up in, in books like X-Men and things like that, which yeah. took on, you know, issue after issue after issue after issue, taking a long time to do that deep dive. Right. And it allows you, having it in book form or, you know, whatever, comic book form, allows you to sit with those emotions and have your own reactions to it. And, you know, you're not going to get mad and throw the book across the room, although there have been times when I have mad <laughs> <laughs> but you likewise, know, so likewise you know, it looks that way. Right. But, um, but yeah, and again, it, it can be in small doses. It can be in large doses and there's a lot of power in, within that too. Right. And that's, and that's
0: really, I think that another really powerful statement, right. When we think about, um, the temporality of the thing mm-hmm. and by by that, I mean, the way time moves and, and, and you put, you put it really, really well, you can sit with it, okay. right. Like, in in other medium, um, you might not be afforded that. Now you can pause, a, you, you know, on demand. You can pause something, or um, you know, on, on a podcast, you can you can pause or, or whatever. But um, but it it hits, as the kids say, hits different in a in a comic where you can yeah. say, "I'm going to take the time I need to, to to sit and be with yeah my feelings right. that, that, that this has elicited." And, and it,
1: you are required to sit and think about it because it doesn't come out time after time after time. Like I remember if we're talking about um, comic strips in a newspaper that were particularly poignant, not for any social, you know, social, um, you know, issues or anything like that. But I remember in for better or worse, right. (laughs) When they killed the dog and I was like, sorry, spoiler alert, Farley guys. Um, but it's really- I think it's okay, but <laughs> <laughs> if, if 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 you're listening to this and you were
0: like, I hope they don't spoil for better or worse. Sorry. I, you, know, you know, send know. your hate mail to okay. me. I guess
1: because I um, <laughs> but I, mean, I like, I was, well, I remember that too. It was, it was a hugely poignant yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, I mean, I'm a huge animal lover and all that. And, you know, whatever. But so yes, it hit different for me too. But it's just like I remember being so struck by that. Right. But there have been other things that I have read as well in right. comics that have done the same thing, right? right. Um, that that um, the panel that you showed on Twitter with, like um, right. saying, you know, what he said, I was like, oh, oh yeah, I remember that. And do
0: you, I, that was do you think we were, did? You think we were just going to sit here and take it?
1: Right. You know, and it's just like, oh yeah, you know. So the fact that comics have the ability to do that is just it's amazing to me. And, yeah. and to to that point,
0: this is this is really interesting because um, as I had posted, uh, I posted on Twitter, um, and that's from um, uh, Hickman's Hickman's most current run. Mm. Um, but but there are panels, images, um, that w- that resonate and 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 get stirred up by that by by current events, right? From a yep. long time ago right where you can go oh this Decades, yeah. this dec- right there are poignant or or powerful images right um that are connected deeply to those emotions because you've de- you sat with them you've dealt with them you've they've become a part of you yep. and they come back up from time to time and i think mm-hmm. even in that tweet i was like i've been thinking about this panel a lot yep. lately yep. not this comic no, I've been thinking a lot about Scott Summers recently. I mean, just because, right? No, right. Um, but, but, um, but I've been thinking about this panel a lot lately. Yeah. This, yeah. Um, the, right? Um, and, and, and I think that, that what you said is is really is really powerful in that comics as a medium, whether it's f- uh, for better or worse. And I, man, oh man, I remember that. Right. I remember that because it you you can't binge at that time you couldn't binge right. for better or worse You're like what happened You're like, you gotta wait till tomorrow man it's Tuesday that's not gonna wrap up till mm, yeah. Friday right just, um, yeah no sure. so you so you it, it not that it was it wasn't a, not that there was a cliffhanger but but to your point is the the temp, the the speed with which emotional life can move especially yeah. today. Um, yes. There's this, there's this GIF or JIF, depending if you're right or wrong. Um, now, <laughs> I know I don't want to offend anybody who who's listening and, and, and has thrown their gauntlet down, right? But there's this. Um, it's from Parson and Rec, and right, It's like, but this is America. I want it now, right? right? And so, so, but but there's this this. Um, be there. Be present to it. It requires a presence.
1: Yeah. in a way that and I there think... There's something to be said for delayed gratification. Right. And if that gratification comes in the form of discomfort, which is weird, because you don't think of discomfort as being gratifying necessarily, but, you know, you have to go into your deep thinking about right. it. Right. You know? And that's something that, not to sound you know, not a Luddite, but in today's society, for a lot of people, not everybody, obviously, sure. for a lot of people, it's go, 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 right. go, Take all of this in as a fire hose, maybe I'll get something from it, you know? Right. Um, but you don't have to because, you you don't have to sit with it because it is constantly in your face. I, I think that's, I think that's right. And, um,
0: there is, in contemporary society, and I'll let you, I'll let, you know, listeners decide how they want to parse that out, but there's not, rest is not, um, or time. I, mean, I don't mean rest like, you know, leisure time, yeah. but, but, as you said, it's go 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 go. Produce produce produce. Make make make. Go go go. Do do be, do. Right. It's it's always always going. Um, that there is little time left for or afforded to that more can, to to be present to that more contemplative existence, or or that it's to say, let me think, let me think deeply about this, let me feel this, let me be present to this this. Moment, right? The, and 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 comics, I think, especially as they have and they continue to be, whether digitally or otherwise, you know, uh, at the end of an issue, you got to wait a month, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> right? You gotta well, you gotta I wait a the, month. I mean, to, it, takes, it I think the best comic writers know that it takes time to process trauma. That's like hey, you know, like yeah, hey, that. Right,
0: um, and I'm thinking of I'm thinking of writers for whom that's true. Kelly Sue DeConnick, for example. Um, Gale, uh, Gail Simone, um, Dave Walker, who does Bitterroot. Uh, They've just got nominated for an Eisner. Shout out to Dave Walker and the and the the Bitterroot crew, Sanford Green and Chuck Brown, as well. Um, who who you know you sit with it. Um, Matt Fraction, Ed Brubaker as well um, yeah. who who do a really good job H- Hickman's been doing a really good job recently too um, and he's always done a good job I don't send your, send your Hickman hate mail to me too I guess, whatever but he's really been crushing it with this X book um, to the, the pacing matters and if you're going to deal with it it's, it's not cliffhangers for cliffhangers sake it's okay, I've given you something to think about now go think about it yeah Giving you something to feel, go think, go forth and just—you know—it's an old, it's an old. I'm an English guy, uh, an English teacher, right? And, and Shakespeare and Romeo and Juliet is like, go forth and talk of these sad things. Like that's an old trick, but it works yeah, and mean, it's meaningful.
1: And especially again for a lot of people for whom you know they they don't, have, and that is a luxury. That is a luxury that many people do not have. Hey, you know,
0: look, just and gems. So, What's that? You're, you're, just, you're just you're just bringing the gems to the table today, right? No, it is. You're actually right. I didn't mean to cut you off. It's a luxury. Yeah,
1: it, it is. And, you know, I think that for some people who trivialize comics, um, some of that might come from the their... They, they might not have the luxury of partaking in that because when you are trying to survive, and I'm talking about all different types of survival, but if you are barely surviving... What the frick do you care about? What's in between the pages of a book? Right. You know what and,
0: I mean. And and to that end, sometimes, and, and this is the beauty of the of the medium is, and in so, and sometimes there's wisdom in those pages, right? So yeah. it, it's it's the it is this notion for me at least this powerfully moving text. That yes, it is. It is a it is a luxury um, to to have the time to do that. And then I've I've def, I've you know I've spoken with other folks who have said it was how I I would make sense of it was how I would make sense of things. So yeah. it's yeah. And, and, and yeah. what other medium can do that? Right? Yeah. Can can can, yeah, can
1: I found it personally? Can, I haven't found a different one. Right. Yeah.
0: Well at least me neither, right? And and yes, you, art does that, right? I don't, I'm gonna, get, I don't I gonna get I'm gonna get like art.
1: music does it
0: yes it does. It very does. Yeah, I, um, I
1: absolutely consider comic comic books to be art. Right. So, yeah. But that notion
0: of yes, to 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 have the to, to have the luxury to sit and read mm. right, to spend time with it is is indeed a luxury and for for some and for others it is a a requisite survival mechanism and there's a tension there and I think that's beautiful that you that that you noted it because um now I don't want to say now more than ever but but it it is a concern in terms of, and I've heard, I've heard people say this to me, is like, well, how are you going to worry about comics when we've got so much other stuff to worry about? COVID, the various uprisings, um, yeah. various people tweeting various things. Um, <laughs> we'll put it, we'll put it that yeah. way. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, and, and so, um, that's, I guess that's, that's the question that, that, uh, I'll, 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 approach to you too is, is how why do comics matter in a in a COVID George Floyd world, post George Floyd world?
1: Because and this is gonna sound weird, so I'm sorry in advance. Um you know, there are things like free comic book days, right? Like every every first Saturday in you know, uh, May. Saturday and every May, yeah. You know, and, and that's meant to get people to have access, right? But in reality, if people are not going into the stores because they don't feel safe or they don't feel welcome or they don't feel represented or they don't, you know, fill in the blank as to the reasons why or they can't afford them or, you know, whatever. Although, obviously, it's free. free, But, um, you know, if they feel disconnected, right, Mm. then they may not join, like, they may not get into comics. They might not, you know, whatever, whatever, because barriers are real. They exist. Yeah. And yet, I think that comics are an avenue toward recording history. It's just recording history in a different format, a different medium, as you would say. And so, yes, comics have a lot of work to do in terms of being more inclusive and being accessible. And not just accessible, but, you know, (laughs) like, truly accessible. Not window dressing, I'm not talking about right. that. I'm talking about actually getting into the hands of everybody. Um, Absolutely. But at the bare minimum, if you go back and you look at comics over time, they are history, right? They, they, rec- they, they are recordings of history. And so, I, I cringe a little bit when people dismiss them as kid stuff because of that. Well, that's one of the reasons. It, it, it's... Again,
0: a powerful, a powerful message because you know I think about in terms of a couple of things. One, um, I think of John Lewis. Right, John Lewis's um, memoir is is a graphic novel, March. And if you haven't read March, it's it's, it's outstanding. Um, it is it is crucial, necessary reading. Um, but he wanted it as a graphic novel, one for kids, but two to be in a a medium that was accessible,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? Um, and, and I think that that's a powerful thing. But then also as a, as a, uh, as a marker, um, as a, a signifier, and it's not the right word, but I'm um, uh, <laughs> very sleepy. Um, but, but as a marker of how we are and can, were, can, and are thinking about people, and issues. Um yeah. I think about Stanley talking about uh, I was just watching uh, uh some clips on Twitter. Um Stanley's trending right now. Um and, you know, talking about, you know, him taking a stand, right? People are making all kinds of statements about race and racism, and rightfully so. Sure. Some are, are more well done than others. Um, but but Stan's soapbox talking about racism and, like, why are you talking about race and get cop politics out of my comics? And <laughs> um, I would encourage everybody to just go read Stan Lee's statement from the late 60s, early 70s, yeah. um, about how... We we can think about these these very urgent social and political matters through this medium that means so much to us um, that has helped craft identity right um, and and so both in that nonfiction and then fictive I don't want to say I don't want to say fictional but this fictive ima- imagining of 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 how we interact with each other,
1: reality adjacent. Um, yeah, yeah,
0: reality, reality adjacent. Right? Is like, well, this guy has knife hands. I'm like, well, okay, yeah, but he's also he also is you know, yeah. mutants are mutant kind is a pro, is 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 a stand-in is a cipher. But yes, he does have. Yes, he does. He does look like a he he does look like a demon and poof into smoke. That's true, um, and it stinks. Um, just because, uh, because, Sulphur, man. right? Yeah, sulfur, right? But but it's that reality is imagined but very much re, uh, realized. Yeah. Um, okay, so wrapping up, how can people follow you on uh, on the social media if they want um, it, if if they want to get a hold of you and talk to you more about tornadoes or X Men? <laughs> um, how can people get at you?
1: Yeah, so um, I'm not on Facebook or anything like that, but I am on Twitter. Um, My Twitter handle, I think that's what the kids call it. That's what the cool
0: kids are calling it.
1: Look at me, Um, is Go Ask a Scientist, because why not? Um, No, and I do that, actually, I, I have that as my name, because people somewhere along the line in school are taught that asking questions is bad. No, ask your questions ask your questions that's also what i love about comics that, is that they have they, they don't have you know every single answer to questions but in fact they cause people to ask more questions in their mind they and who the heck doesn't love that i mean they that's deal so with important. questions that's such yeah. a key foundation to being a critical thinker
0: oh my gosh absolutely and that is I, I, and that is a crucial to being, to being an intellectual, to being a scholar, is not to have to think you have all the answers, but to be able to come up with those amazing, spectacular, uncanny, uncanny questions, great. right? Those, those <laughs> questions, to have the uncanny ability to ask amazing and spectacular questions,
1: um, yeah. not to, to have to realize, the answers. To realize that by asking questions, you are part of science. And if there's one thing that I have learned from Beast, (laughs) who is also one of my favorites, right, is that, yes, he might be this super-duper intellectual who hangs from the ceiling while, you know, reading, you know, upside down and all that. But I never felt separated from him with the gulf of science between the two of us, right? I mean, yes, he's on a page, and I, from all accounts and observations, I'm a real human being. But... (laughs) You know, often people think that there's this giant chasm of science between John Q or Jane Q public and scientists, right? I'm doing right. air quotes because right, whatever. Right. But, you know, science is for everybody the, and the, everybody this. is a scientist. Whether you admit it or not, whether you recognize it or not, every single person is taking in data with their senses, right? It's just... Different kinds of scientists, physical scientists, social scientists—we just do different stuff with the data, right? But right. by asking questions, you are being an active scientist, and so hence the Twitter. That's th- and that's, that's huge. That's also why I love comics, like I said.
0: So. Yeah, I, one of the big, one of the one of my favorite titles is a question: "What if?" It right? goes, yeah. "What if?" What? Well, what if this happened? Right to yeah. do, to and, and I think. For for you and me both, I don't want to speak for you. But but comics have always helped me cultivate a, an inquisitive spirit. Absolutely. You know what I mean to like ask questions, like, well, what happens if we do this? And that's a scientific question, yeah. right? That's a scientific mindset. Like, yeah. what if this? Why does that? Who? What? How? Why? Yeah. That's that's it. Um, I thank you so much thank you for your time and for talking tornadoes and x-men and comics and all things awesome um make sure you hit up on twitter at go ask a scientist um thank you so very much thank you yeah
1: anytime